Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So it's been a very busy offseason for the New Jersey Devils. I'm pretty much caught up on all the news. You guys know my opinions on pretty much everything that happened with the New Jersey Devils this offseason. But let's break it down, shall we? Let's talk about the acquisitions, the departures, the rookies, and overall what does the future hold for the New Jersey Devils, especially when they play in the Metropolitan Division, and could they potentially get a wild card spot? And what do I think of Tom Fitzgerald as possibly winning executive of the year, especially since uh, he was able to turn this Devils organization around and potentially make us a pretty decent playoff team? Quite honestly, guys, uh, we're building for the future, and it's really exciting to see. Uh, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, jump the gun or anything, but I think uh, everything is heading in the right place for us to um, uh, go back to the playoffs and maybe make a noise here and there, but we'll see what happens. That's far down the road. There's a lot that we need to discuss, and there's a lot of other stuff that New Jersey Devils need, but let's talk about it in this episode. This is a recap of the 2021 offseason for the Devils, so buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 3.59 p.m. Eastern Time, August 18, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I finally was able to get around to posting an episode about Thomas Tatar and his signing with the New Jersey Devils and how I feel like it'll impact the New Jersey Devils going forward. I talked about uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens trade that uh, sent Tatar to uh, the Canadians and how he was just a throw-in piece and then he ended up leading the Canadians in scoring in one year. So I talked about how he could be a potential diamond in the rough. I said how he will fit in in our top six because there's no question about it. He's going to be in our top six. The question is like, how are we going to do this? Because, you know, do we put him on the top line? So uh, if you missed the last episode, I basically gave this theoretical standpoint. I said that let's just say the Devils to roll out the season, they begin it with uh, the lines they finished off the season. So with Hughes, Quokinen, Sharon Govich, and then for the second line, Heizer, Brat, and uh, then Zaka. And, you know, then you got to slide in uh, Tatar somewhere in that rotation. So uh, do you put him in the first line? Do you put him in the second line? I personally say you have to put him in the same line as Nico Heizer and Jesper Brat just because they're two uh, great two-way uh, type of players. So uh, for Tatar, his defense is not exactly up to par with his offense, which is why I think the Montreal Canadiens decided to move on from him, especially since he was a healthy scratch for about like 90% of the playoffs. And as we saw, the Canadiens, even though they didn't win the Stanley Cup Finals, they still went on an amazing tear and, you know, losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning and making the Lightning uh, back-to-back NHL champions or Mickey Mouse champions, whatever you want to call it. But either way, you know, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, well done. I don't think anyone in anticipated for them to go that far and obviously one of their leaders was Nick Suzuki who was uh, involved in that Tatar trade and he was the centerpiece of that trade and like I mentioned Tatar was a throw in and I said how uh, Thomas Tatar could potentially be another diamond in the rough for the New Jersey Devils and overall just uh, have that same amount of impact that he was able to have for his first two years with the Canadians so I talked about how I liked the signing I talked about how I don't think we overpaid him but you know we just had to spend more 
money. So, you know, sometimes uh, I guess a player can get a few extra dollars thrown their way. I don't think there's an issue with that. It's not something I'm going to toss and turn. It's just for two years. So if it doesn't work out, it's not going to hurt us in the long run. So if you missed that last episode, please give it a listen because I brought up some interesting points from Tatar being traded to the Canadians. I talked about his contract and I talked about where will he fit in with our top six rotation. So anyway, let's talk more about the now. So I feel as though I'm caught up on all of the major offseason acquisitions made by the New Jersey Devils. I talked about Dougie Hamilton. I talked about Jonathan Nelson Mandela uh, Bernier. And then I finally got to Thomas Tatar. So those were our three major acquisitions over the offseason. We signed Dougie Hamilton. We signed uh, Jonathan Bernier. And we signed Thomas Tatar. So there we go. We got our major star piece. We got our backup goalie. And we got our top six player. And you can't forget about Ryan Graves because Ryan Graves is another sleeper. We uh, traded for him. We traded away Maltsov to uh, get his uh, services. So I feel like that's another uh, sleeper move that the New Jersey Devils made. And overall, I think that's uh, something that people will overlook to begin the season. But once the season starts and hopefully Ryan Graves is able to translate what he was able to do for the Colorado Avalanche over to the New Jersey Devils because I think it's going to be quite interesting. So uh, I saw this NHL article uh, released a couple days ago and it basically broke down the entire offseason for the New Jersey Devils. And we're going to give it a read and I'm going to give my opinions whether I agree with it whether I disagree with it and they also gave their projection of lines that the New Jersey Devils might roll out with to begin the season they even talk about prospects including Kevin Ball uh, Nolan Foote and the major one Alexander Holtz and where they could potentially fit in I think from a hypothetical standpoint they're talking about uh, if they were to make the team after uh, the offseason is over so that includes exhibition matchups training camp whatever the case might be so deal but for someone like Dougie Hamilton you kind of need his services and I think um, he's about to hit his stride at the right possible time and his trajectory in terms of NHL career is on the way up as opposed to someone like P.K. Subban where we traded for him. Uh, Subban's uh, career trajectory was, you know, going downhill slowly but surely but Dougie Hamilton's is rising so uh, towards the end of his contract, if it's going down, just think of it as P.K. Subban being on the Nashville Predators uh, like final two or so years. So let's talk about Dougie Hamilton. So the 28-year-old agreed to a seven year contract on July 28th. Hamilton scored 42 points, uh, had 10 goals, 32 assists in 55 regular season games, and five points in 11 Stanley Cup playoff games. So he was able to put up two goals, three assists with the Carolina Hurricanes this past season and was fourth in voting for the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman in the NHL. Like I told you guys for the past few or so years, Dougie Hamilton has ranged from either top five or top 10 in the Norris Trophy voting. So I feel as though uh, him potentially winning a Norris Trophy, whether it's this upcoming year or next year, is totally not out of the question. So Dougie Hamilton, I love that signing. Uh, Nothing more to say. I believe that was one of the silly season discussions I had. I personally thought it would be like a sign and trade kind of thing, but then I remember the New Jersey Devils have money to burn, so we were able to just sign them straight from the free agency market. We didn't have to trade away anyone to the Carolina Hurricanes because I think you know you guys know what a sign and trade is, is where Dougie Hamilton was to hypothetically sign that seven year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes and then they would immediately trade him to the New Jersey Devils for, you know, prospects, picks, whatever the case might be. So I love that Dougie Hamilton signing. Uh, Seven years, it is a long-term thing, but keep in mind, we're still uh, trying to build for the future. We're waiting for Luke Hughes, another highly sought-after left-handed defenseman that the New Jersey Devils wanted, so we were able to get him, but uh, like I mentioned in the Crosscheck podcast and also uh, the site set on staying at the University of Michigan program 
for I believe at least two years. So we'll see what happens. Maybe he, uh, we can convince him to stay for one year and then he'll sign his entry level deal. But it's totally up to Luke Hughes. The puck is in his control. So Ryan Graves, the 26 year old, was acquired July 15th in a trade with the Colorado Avalanche for forward Mikhail Maltsev. I talked about that already. And a second round pick in the 2021 NHL draft. And um, th- that was uh, the 61st overall selection. So Graves scored 15 points in 10 playoff games last season. So the thing about Ryan Graves is that he is a question mark because he does have good penalty kill numbers. He does have good five-on-five numbers. But here's the thing. If you look at the Colorado Avalanche roster, so do a lot of other players. So the question is, was that all Ryan Graves or was this, that just the people that he was surrounded with? So that's a major X factor that we need to you know, take into consideration. And if it's not all Ryan Graves, it's not like we gave up much. Like we gave up Maltsev and we gave up a uh, second-round pick. So that's not really going to come back to bite us if it doesn't work out. And remember, uh, Graves has a contract for this season and also next season so similar to Bernier and similar to um, Tatar you know he's going to be sticking around for at least two years at the Prudential Center Uh, you know that's I believe the same uh, tenure that Lindy Ruff has left on his contract so take that into consideration so I think we're signing these players for Lindy Ruff to work with because I believe Lindy Ruff's contract is for about three years I've done all the research I can find and I can't find the exact Uh, length and how much we're actually paying Lindy Ruff. They're usually on the down low about that kind of thing. But overall, for Ryan Graves, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I heard some uh, people tweet out saying that Ryan Graves would be a bottom defenseman. I said, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think he will be a top defenseman on the New Jersey Devils roster. If he's not on the first line pairing with Dougie Hamilton, he will certainly be on the second line and play a vital role, especially in our penalty kill. And also remember, our 5-on-5 to finish out the year was not great. Our record's starting to improve. But at the same time, you do need to take into consideration that, you know, we were getting hella lucky to finish out the season. But sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and sometimes it's good to be lucky. But at the same time, I want some consistency. So uh, Ryan Graves will be a great player for the New Jersey Devils. I fully anticipate that he's going to be a top defenseman for our organization, and he will play a vital role. And that was another thing that I was bringing up. So, uh, you know, when we got Ryan Graves, that's obviously a left-handed defenseman. And then I I was looking, I was like, wait a minute, we have a lot of other left-handed defensemen. We have Ty Smith, we have Jonas Siegenthaler. Will there be room for um, uh, Luke Hughes if he was to come to the NHL in, say, about a year or so? I said, maybe we should draft Brad Clark just to even it out. And you guys were like, nope, nope, uh, Ty Smith can play on the right-hand defenseman, and that's that's how we're going to roll it out. So... I'm not going to argue with that, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue with this discussion. Jonathan Bernier, uh, the 33-year-old, signed a two-year contract on July 28th. Bernier was 9-11-1 with a 2.99 goals against average and a 9-14 save percentage in 24 games for the Detroit Red Wings last season. So, like I said, solid goaltender with some championship pedigree. So, I believe that Bernier was another diamond in the rough, and I feel as though, um, you know, he's infamously known for thinking that Nelson Mandela was a famous hockey player. I think I've talked about enough about that, but let's just focus on the hockey standpoint. He's an extremely solid player, and like I said, championship pedigree, and he was involved in the Alex Nedeljkovic trade between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Detroit Red Wings. Obviously, uh, those contract uh, negotiations fell through from what I heard and then he decided to sign with the New Jersey Devils so that was really exciting so uh, there we go we got our two defensemen one of them being a star player and then we got our backup goalie so uh, you know overall you should be very satisfied with the New Jersey Devils so far and then we got Thomas Tatar so 
Uh, let's just do a bit of a recap for Thomas Tatar, but I will get to that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So the call to action is go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com There's definitely a lot more that I want to break down in this article, but let's continue from where we left off, which is uh, Thomas Tatar. So the 30-year-old signed a two-year contract on August 5th, so just a few weeks ago. He scored 30 points, 10 goals, 20 assists in 50 regular season games uh, last season during the uh, COVID-plagued uh, season. He had one assist in five playoff games with the Montreal Canadiens, and Tatar has scored 20 or more goals in six of the past seven seasons. So last season was obviously the only season in which he wasn't able to get to 20 goals, but let's just take this one thing into consideration. A lot of people struggled last season during the COVID-plagued uh, shortened year. So, you know, we were only able to play 56 games, um, and obviously there were a lot of shutdowns, and it was just unprecedented times. You had to play against the same few teams week after after week after week, so many back-to-back games, no practice time, lack of rest. So uh, I, I don't anticipate for anyone, uh, unless you're Connor McDavid, to have you know a godly year. So if last season was a fluke for Thomas Tatar. I would believe it, okay? I'm not really the biggest fan of saying, you know, this season was a fluke or uh, the next season they'll bounce back. But in times like that, let's just, you know, presume that he wasn't in his right state of mind mentally or physically. Uh, You know, a lot was going on in in terms of the NHL. We saw that the New Jersey Devils organization. We saw that Zajac and Paul Mary took a few steps back, so we had to trade them away in order uh, for their value to not, you know, continue to go down. And there was just a lot of question marks with our organization as well. So, you know, let's just uh, slow our roll down just a bit. So uh, Thomas Tatar, I like that signing. So uh, I posted an episode about that yesterday. So uh, a key departure for uh, the New Jersey Devils was Nathan Bastion, according to this article. So he was selected by the Seattle Kraken in the NHL expansion draft on July 21st, which I fully anticipated. Okay, that's why I said we should have exposed Mikey McLeod over Nathan Bastion, because in my opinion, if we would have exposed Mikey McLeod, his production would have gone over so many people's heads. But when you look at Nathan Bastion, he was tops amongst uh, a lot of uh, NHL rookies in terms of hits, and he's a forward. So someone like the Seattle Kraken, if I'm the general manager of the Seattle Kraken or uh, whoever's making these selections, I am fully in on someone like Nathan Bastion just based on what he was able to do on the most consistent line for the New Jersey Devils. So we obviously called them the BMW line because we had Bastion, we had McLeod, and then Wood was the leader of that line because he was one of our captains this past season. So the fact that Nathan Bastion was able to have that sort of production 
for the New Jersey Devils. I fully anticipated if he was left exposed in the draft, the Seattle Kraken were 100% going to take him. A lot of you voted that Andreas Janssen would be out the door for the New Jersey Devils. But I said Nathan Bastian, quite honestly, just based on he's not the biggest question mark amongst the uh, potentially exposed players for the New Jersey Devils, what he was able to do on the energy line for the New Jersey Devils as well, or the BMW line, whatever you guys like to call it. I personally call it an energy line just in case some of my um, you know listeners who are casual hockey fans kind of understand where I'm coming from because uh, in hockey you have your top two lines then you have your checking line and then you have your energy line so your top two lines are your best offensive lines your checking line is your best two-way players and then your energy line are the players who uh just their job is to just uh go onto the rink and play the least amount of minutes and overall just uh give the starters a rest but obviously the new jersey devils didn't use their energy line in that sort of way in fact sometimes this line was playing as as much as the second line and to finish out the year they were uh assigned the third line because uh we had to bring up a lot of rookies and Janssen was also struggling so that became our fourth line so that became our quote-unquote energy line and then uh Bastion McLeod and Wood were our checking line to finish out the season but uh, yeah, Nathan Bastian, uh, last season, he scored 10 points, 3 goals, 7 assists, and 41 games as a rookie last season. So he's replaceable, but at the same time, I just loved what he brought to our respective line with Wood and McLeod. So um, um, Ryan Murray. So I said this uh, when we first got Ryan Murray that the New Jersey Devils might uh, regret trading their fifth-round pick for Ryan Murray. And a lot of you said that I was stupid. You said I was drunk. You said I was reading too far into this. But look, we traded a draft draft pick for essentially nothing we traded it for a rental because Ryan Murray was not a fit for the New Jersey Devils uh you know not because of injury just because it just seems as though he just didn't fit in with our organization and he goes to the Colorado Avalanche so we just lost a fifth round pick for essentially nothing I'm not going to fret about it but I'm just saying Igor Sharangovich was also a fifth round selection so just putting that out there I'm, I'm, I'm just saying so uh, let, let the record be shown that I said the New Jersey Devils might regret doing that trade, I, even though they're not going to be tossing, turning at night. Uh, you know, we still lost because at the end of the day, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they got a draft pick for Ryan Murray, and Ryan Murray is basically on his last few legs in terms of remaining in the NHL. I fully anticipate for Ryan Murray not to return to the New Jersey Devils. And then Will Butcher, he was traded to the Buffalo Sabres uh, with a fifth-round pick in the 2022 NHL Draft for future considerations. Uh, Will Butcher was on his last uh, chopping blocks uh, for the New Jersey Devils because it just seems like uh, a lot of people wanted Will Butcher out. In fact, when I was doing a crossover with Erica of Locked on Kraken, she said uh, in our hypothetical expansion draft discussion that based on the players that I would leave exposed, she was going to take Will Butcher. And quite honestly, that wasn't out of the question either. So, you know, it was just a matter of who was going to be selected. You know, people were saying P.K. Subban. People were saying Will Butcher. Some people were saying Andreas Young. And then, uh, you know, I said, uh, here's a player that we need to keep an eye on, which is uh, Nathan Bastian or Mikey McLeod, because, you know, that's basically a toss up. You know, who do you leave exposed? Who do you protect? And ultimately, the New Jersey Devils protected Mikey McLeod and left Nathan Bastian exposed. And then Connor Carrick, he is uh, going over to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, He scored two points, one goal, one assist in 11 games last season. So that's not really going to hurt us in the long run. So there are departures. And uh, for the most part, you know, uh, with Bastion, Murray, Carrick, and Butcher, 
replaceable guys. For the most part, they weren't long-term solutions. I like Nathan Bashan out of all those uh, other players who left the New Jersey Devils, obviously, but at the end of the day, they're replaceable, and I'm not going to overreact to the Nathan Bastian uh, scenario, but here's something I want to talk about, which is players that could potentially join the New Jersey Devils this season, and they're on our AHL program, and two of these players actually did relatively well last season for the New Jersey Devils in the short amount of playing time that they were given, and that is Alexander Holtz, Nolan Foote, and Kevin Ball. So, Three players that have, uh, you know, high radars in terms of their potential and what they could potentially bring to the New Jersey Devils. I will talk about that in a second, but first, it's time for the second and third live read this morning. Uh, the second live read comes from Built Bar. So, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I love coconut if you guys didn't know already. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these statistics. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that raspberry, coconut, whatever you like. So Built Bar was the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the third and final live read comes from Bet Online. Remember to gamble responsibly. So Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for the runs in the playoffs in the MLB. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to check out our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs there as well. So let's continue with this discussion in terms of the offseason for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, let's uh, talk about the youngsters. Let's talk, well, you know, we are a relatively young team, but let's talk about Alexander Holtz for a second. So the 19-year-old scored 18 points, 7 goals, 11 assists in 40 games. Uh, for the Swedish Hockey League, the top professional men's league in Sweden, and three points, one goal, two assists, and ten games for Binghamton of uh, the AHL program last season. Now is is called um, the Utica Comets. So uh, Alexander Holtz has high expectations, and you know, based on what he was able to do in his ten or so games, you know, he had his moments. But at the same time, it's going to take him some time to get used to playing in America. So I say that he's not going to make the roster right away, but I, I say give him maybe just a little bit before the uh, Winter Olympic break, then maybe the New Jersey Devils will give him a chance. It depends on how the New Jersey Devils are doing. So if the Devils get off to a poor uh, start to their season, then fully anticipate for Alexander Holt to be brought up sooner rather than later. But if the New Jersey Devils are on a roll, then maybe don't expect Alexander Holt to get his big break quite yet. Maybe play in, maybe I'd say, 
five to ten or so games. So if the New Jersey Devils are on a roll, if they're competing for a playoff spot, then Alexander Holtz, you know, no matter how good he is, usually you don't want to integrate a new player, especially a young rookie, into something that's working and firing on all cylinders. So I think they would be very cautious about that and just, you know, give him some time. And But if he is absolutely dominating for the Utica Comets this upcoming season, then by all means, bring him up. And then Nolan Foote, uh, he scored 17.7 goals, 10 assists in 24 games for Binghamton last season. And uh, at the NHL level, he had two points, one goal, one assist in six games with us last season. So uh, remember, I, I think he got his uh, first career goal relatively quickly. I, I, I don't know how much time it took exactly, but I think he broke some sort of record. But Nolan Foote, obviously uh, the uh, son of Adam Foote, so he has a lot to live up to. But at the same time, Foote has a lot of potential as well. And then Kevin Ball, he was suppressing shots. He's sort of like what Jonas Siegenthaler is currently, uh, which is a good shot suppressor. Uh, uh, he uh, scored five points, one goal, four assists in 27 games with Binghamton, and he had two assists and 18 hits while averaging 16.55 uh, in ice time in seven games with New Jersey last season. So I fully anticipate Kevin Ball out of uh, uh, foot and Holtz to maybe get his big break quicker. But, you know, like I said, since the defense has changed so much for the New Jersey Devils, I'm not entirely sure about that. But overall, these young guys, these uh, three players I listed, and according to this article, you know, based on what their stats were for the AHL program, and then also what they were able to do at the NHL level, uh, with the exception of Alexander Hulse in their brief uh, appearances, you know, did relatively, I'd say, well. Like, they were on track to doing something, you know, decent. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, somewhat decent. So I feel like they deserve... Uh, a shot out of all of our uh, other young guys in our AHL program. So I fully anticipate for uh, Alexander Holtz, Nolan Foote, and Kevin Bull to be on the roster sooner rather than later. Maybe not right away, but at the same time, sooner rather than later, in my honest opinion. And the main issue for the New Jersey Devils is um, how are they going to do on the offensive side of things? Because uh, for death, according to this article, is going to be a huge issue for the New Jersey Devils moving forward. And quite honestly, I do agree because I think we have our defense pretty much set. We got our guy in the draft. We got Ryan Graves. And then uh, we got the big name free agent. We got Dougie Hamilton. And then we got P.K. Subban. You can't really sleep on him. One of our alternate captains is returning. Damon Severson. We got Jonas Siegenthaler. So we have a lot of uh, great guys on our roster. And how can I forget all-rookie team member Ty Smith? Ty Smith in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy, finishing in the top 10 in that respective regard. So uh, our defense is pretty much set, but, you know, the big issue is for death. So the acquisition of Tatar boosted the top six. Holtz should eventually uh, bolster production, but we'll need time to adjust the NHL, like I just said uh, before I read this article. So I said Alexander Holtz is going to need some time. Don't expect uh, godly numbers from him quite yet. Excellent sniper uh, over at Team Sweden, but at the same time, we just need to, uh, you know, take it slowly. But uh, Nico Heizer and Jack Hughes are going to attract much of the attention in the offensive zone, so another veteran may be needed to provide support. And I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, if we're going to need another uh, player, it's going to have to be a two-way type of player, a two-way type of winger, if you must say, because I feel like you can't move Kokonen or Sharon Govich down because that will hinder their growth and development, but someone who might be able to handle it are Pavel Zaka and Jesper Brat. but at the same time, like I said, you could not put Tatar uh, with just offensive players because Tatar will get exposed easily, so you need to put Tatar with uh, defensive-minded 
uh, forwards, guys who are great two-way players. Like I said, Nico Heizer, he could potentially win a Selkie if he, um, you know, works on his game a little bit more, if he is able to play in more games and give the Devils more attention. So I, I don't think that's out of the question, but, you know, that's uh, something I do agree with. But at the same time, it's not something I'm, you know, uh, entirely concerned with. So, uh, according to Tom Fitzgerald, he said this, and I quote, I like our defensive corps. I think uh, the top to bottom, we've got speed, size, puck movers. The goal is not to play in our end, uh, go back for pucks, get it, uh, move it out quickly. That's what Dougie uh, can bring along with Damon Severson, P.K. Subban, Ty Smith, Ryan Graves, and Jonas Siegenthaler. These guys know how to move pucks, and that's important. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, important, and like I said, size seems to be the major, uh, I guess, calling card for the New Jersey Devils if you want to play in their defensive system. That's why they got Jonas Siegenthaler. That's why they were able to uh, draft Luke Hughes, and uh, ultimately, they also got Ryan Graves, uh, as Tom forgot to mention in this quote, and then, um, you know, we were able to get Dougie Hamilton, so... Uh, fantasy focus, um, you know, I'm not really going to focus on that, but I don't really play fantasy hockey, but for any of you who are interested in uh, playing it, well, uh, the signing of Hamilton boosts the fantasy ceiling of Hughes, who took big steps forward in his second NHL season, averaging 0.55 points per game after scoring 0.34 per game as a rookie in 2019-2020. Hughes should be on the first power play with Hamilton and further improve this point total 31 and 56 games last season, second on Devils behind Pavel Zaka's 35 points in 50 games. Hughes enters the top 100 overall fantasy realm in standard leagues after the Hamilton signing and rejoins the upper echelon in keeper formats with a better supporting cast, according to Pete Jensen. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the Hamilton signing, he'll be a great facilitator for someone like uh, Jack Hughes, just, uh, you know, passing it uh, to Hughes and overall giving Hughes the much-needed confidence to just improve. But let's look at the projected lineup because this is something I'm curious to see. So uh, Mackenzie Blackwood will obviously be the starting goaltender. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, Jonathan Bernier will back him up. And then the projected lineup, here's the top line. Tatar, Heizer, and Brat. Okay, uh, then Kokinen, Hughes, Sharon Govich. Like I said, it's a flip-flop between those two. But like I said, and the article does agree with me, Tatar needs to be with Heizer or Brat because he cannot be with Kokinen or Sharon Govich or Hughes because that's not going to help us in the long run. We need to hide Tatar's weak defense with... Uh, other players who are great on the defensive side of things as well then wood zaka and holtz okay uh i, I can see that maybe um maybe it won't be the uh same line that we had last season in terms of our energy line but at the same time i think wood uh can you know uh, i guess uh quote unquote strike some fear into zaka and just get the best out of him but we'll see what happens and alexander holtz a great sniper so that will add some offense to that projected line this is well, let's just say this is to finish off the year and then our fourth and final line will be Andreas Janssen, Mikey McLeod, and Jesper Boquist. Uh, hopefully Jesper Boquist isn't around much longer. Maybe we'll release him. Maybe we'll trade him, whatever the case might be. And then for our defensive pairings, we got Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton for the first one, uh, Ty Smith, Damon Severson. Yeah, I could see that. Then Jonas Siegenthaler and P.K. Subban. Quite honestly, I wouldn't uh, be against uh, maybe uh, uh, switching P.K. Subban with Damon Severson. So that way we have... Two uh, potential guys with Norris Trophy. So, P.K. Subban has a Norris Trophy. Uh, Dougie Hamilton is projected to win one at some point during his career. He's with the New Jersey Devils for seven years. So, that will happen sooner rather than later. Then, Ryan Graves, Ty Smith, uh, young guys who... 
uh, have that extra uh, veteran leadership. And then Siegenthaler and Severson, I think uh, it's not a bad combination either. Quite honestly, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But that's just how I'm making the lineup card. Uh, a lot can change. But, you know, that's uh, th- I agree with this projected lineup for the most part. And like I said in the last episode, Tatar with Heijer and Brat. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm sorry, Pavel Zaka. You know I'm big on you. But I think it's time for you to leave the top six because uh, someone is coming. And unfortunately, he is better than you i know you led our team in points and i know you're improving and hopefully you can uh continue your production with uh the bottom six players but at the end of the day um you know he just hasn't lived up to what he was able to do in 2015 uh being in that elite draft class but at the same time i'm not really a pavel zaka hater i believe he still uh deserves respect and love from the organization especially what he was able to do this past season but at the same time you know this is a business and you know sometimes you have to make the tough business decision and you know i'm, I'm not going to put tatar in the bottom six rotation no matter how many times he was a healthy scratch with um the uh, montreal canadians during their playoff run but Overall, that's what the article uh, just broke down, uh, the offseason acquisitions by the New Jersey Devils, uh, what potentially uh, could go right for them, their young guys. And so it's kind of hard to rate an offseason, but if I did have to rate it, and I think a lot of you guys can agree with me, I'm going to give this an A+, because Tom Fitzgerald was able to give us all the needs we needed. So top six player, we got it. We got Thomas Tatar. Backup goalie, we got it. Uh, Star player, we got it. Dougie Hamilton. Uh, another defenseman for extra insurance, Ryan Grace. We got it. And quite honestly, we didn't really uh, lose that many pieces. We lost Nathan Bastion. I think that's our biggest piece. Ryan Murray, Will Butcher, Connor Carrick. But at the same time, you know, those players are replaceable. It's not like they're going to become like, um, you know, all-stars or anything. And then Mikel Malta, we traded him away in the Ryan Graves ordeal. But uh, at the same time, I think this was a very successful offseason for the New Jersey Devils just based on they were able to get the needs they uh, required. Um, this is going to be really exciting to see. And overall, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the action at the Prudential Center this upcoming season. So, like I said, if I was rating this offseason for the New Jersey Devils, A+, 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 all around the board. I'm really satisfied with what Tom Fitzgerald was able to do. Hopefully, Lindy Ruff is able to lead this team to uh, great heights. But, you know, that's my personal opinion. So, let me know what you guys think. I actually put out a poll on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And I, I'd say about... Over 90% of you said that this was a successful offseason for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, I uh, gave these three options, which was uh, uh, yes, meh, or uh, no. And only 1% of you said no. I think 7% of you said uh, meh. And then uh, 92% of you said yes, this was a successful offseason. So uh, at the end of the day, I think everyone could agree with me. A-plus all around for Tom Fitzgerald. And if the New Jersey Devils are able to um, you know, go far and ultimately maybe uh, you know make some noise in the Met- Metropolitan uh, Division and maybe make a playoff spot, then um, Tom Fitzgerald possibly winning executive of the year uh, i don't think that's out of the question quite honestly so let me know what you guys think uh thanks for uh listening that's about all the time i have for you guys today continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you guys in the next episode go devils